Hi, my name is Michael Sano. I'm Jewish and I love Israel. So if you love Israel, if you love being Jewish, or if you have an unwavering connection to the land of Israel, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast, the only positive podcast about the people, the food, the culture, and the history of the state of Israel. Hey, listen, if this is your first time watching, don't forget to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and the notification bell. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and your families. It's a ton of fun to make, um, and we enjoy bringing it to you. Um, also, if you want to take us with you, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on Spotify. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by the 12 Cities in Israel Modern Hebrew Flashcards, the best way to learn Hebrew, the best way to brush up on Hebrew. You can find them on Amazon for Kindle. And if you don't have a Kindle, that's all right, because you can download the app for Android, iPhone, iPad, PC, and for Mac. This episode is also brought to you by VV Backdrops. Boom! In the background, you can see it. They did this for us. Um, the uh, 12 Cities in Israel Modern Hebrew Flashcards and the link for VV Backdrops can both be found below in the description. So check it out. And without further ado, welcome to the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Um, I am one. It's the 100th episode. It is the 100th episode of the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. So, of course, what would I do? I would have someone amazing on. I would have one of my best, best, best friends on. Neely Kane, welcome to the show. Welcome to the 100th episode of the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Thank you. Excited to be here. Um, Where are you? Well, come on, where are you? Well, I'm in my place in Jerusalem. Uh, and you can actually, over here in the back, you can see the view uh, of the city that I can see from my place. That is so um, cool. I live sort of like in the center towards the southern area. Uh, but you look over here, that's like the southern area of, um, of Jerusalem. Okay. On a clear day, you can actually see like the Jordan Mountain over there. You get really, yeah. Holy on a God. very, on a very, very clear day. On a very clear That's day. That's already the Judean Desert back there. Now, so, so what's weird about Jerusalem is it sits on the edge of the Judean Desert, but Jerusalem does get humid, which is it. It, it doesn't kind of make sense because the two times that. Uh, the most recent two times that I've been there, um, it was surprisingly humid, but I think it was humid throughout the country. Yeah, because Jerusalem is fairly, I mean, we're, we're fairly high. We're 900 meters above sea level, which I need to calculate quickly into feet. But uh, <laughs> we're, fairly, we're fairly high and it's, it's actually quite dry here. Um, 
but it depends where. Okay. It, it can get humid, but it's it's not common. And usually, here for two days, though it was very humid. <laughs> uh, of course, that that totally makes sense. That that's. Well, a... I, go on. Today go I was on. no earlier today I was in Batyam and Tel Aviv, so that's that's humid. That's near the sea. That's very humid. So every time I come back to Jerusalem, it's like oh, it's nice and breezy here. Well, when you and I met in uh, Beersheva at Ben Gurion University, um, who was it? Uh, oh, what was her name? Who is uh, the woman who ran the students? And and I'm going to get smacked by her for this because it's what? the um, Lila, Lila, Lila Perlman. Um, Lila Perlman, Soppy, I am so sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> it's just in the moment I forgot. You could never be far from my mind. Um, so we were there, and the summer that you and I met, we're in the desert. It's super hot. It's arid. It's never humid. She apologized to all of us and said, this never happens. It's the most humid it's ever been in this city. So eh, it can be humid everywhere, I guess. All right. So um, let's start off with, uh, since we're talking about the modern city, I've given in the past three episodes, I gave the history. Um, let's talk about how do you get there? So, and, and let me preface that with just about everywhere in Israel, it's so easy to get to, with the exception of maybe Elat. But Jerusalem is notoriously um, not on the path, so to speak. So if you could... Right, because it's, I mean, Jerusalem is sort of like center-west, um, of Israel. So if you go from the north to the south, um, it is sort of like you have to go, either you go via the, like the Jordanian, like the Bika uh, region sort of thing, and then it is. But if you like, you, ha you come from the center of Israel towards the south, and it is further out. Uh, but there are the two main roads that come to Jerusalem. You can either come with a private car, um, or the, the many buses, there's a train. Which, is there, though? Uh, is there a train? Yes. <laughs> yes. That is, yes. Although we're the capital city, we're the largest city in Israel, it took the train a few years to get here. And first we got the train, which took two hours from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. It was better walking to Jerusalem. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but um, no, no that, now not. we have the You're not train. joking. Go on. No. Uh, now we have the fast train that opened up uh, right in the um, as we entered COVID. Uh, but um, <laughs> the train, no, the train is running and it takes 30 minutes to get to Tel Aviv. Okay. From Jerusalem um, and it goes by the airport. It's actually very convenient. Very now, that, now, in the news, it was pretty difficult to get that train going. There were a couple of impediments. There were a couple of things in the way. One of them was work on Shabbat. And that one, that one's kind of understandable because, you know, a lot of the transportation shuts down. Whether you're for it or against it, it it's just one of those things. Um, but there were also a number of other things that where it would start and it would stop. It would start and it would stop. What right. were, just quickly, what were some of those things? Well, one of the big challenges in digging, especially in Jerusalem, is you always find something old. 
And I'm serious. It took the train. I think it, they worked on it for 20 years because they always had to stop because they always found an old wall, like many, many archaeological artifacts. And there's a, there's a law in Israel that every time that you dig and you find some archaeological finding, you have to stop everything. And you have the representatives of uh, uh, their like one of the archaeologists, and, and they come and they and they and then they they do the archaeological uh, excavation. So it takes time. And in Jerusalem, it's an as you said, you had three episodes of old Jerusalem. So there are many, many, many layers in Jerusalem, and we keep finding new things. And we keep there was even like um, I think they found um, a a cistern or something once they did the digging for uh, Jerusalem. Yeah. So oh, wow. they kept finding many things. Um, so then it, it it delays the work. But it's always interesting because... Oh my gosh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, speaking of large public works projects, and maybe not large public works projects, um, but when most people think of Jerusalem, they think of the old city. And that is Jerusalem to the vast majority of people who live not just in the West, but around the world. And uh, when I was there, I was shocked a little bit at how large and how expansive it is. And as you start reading about Jerusalem, you learn that even what you see when you go there by the bus, um, that's nothing compared to how large Jerusalem is. Can you just outline, you know, how it's laid out, why it, maybe a little bit of why it's laid out that way? Um, well, Jerusalem is very, it's like it's spread out. Um, we are almost 1 million citizens here. Like, uh, yeah, um, which is the largest city in Israel. Um, and we have areas that are more like a lot of neighborhoods that are more uh, to the center and then we have more spread out and we have a little bit like a few neighborhoods that are considered more of the suburbs of Jerusalem, but they're still mm -hmm. considered Jerusalem. Um, and the city is actually um, sort of isolated from any other city. Like if you go to the center, then you have like Tel Aviv, Jaffa, like Tel Aviv, Jaffa, Batyam, mm -hmm. Poulon, they're all sort of like connected to one another. Kfar Saba, Ranana, you just like drive from one city and you drive into their other city. In Jerusalem, there are hills around Jerusalem. I mean, there is no other city which is fairly connected to the city, so it's pretty isolated in, in that sense. Um, the city was practically the old city until the late 19. Uh, 19th century. Only in the okay. mid 1800s, um, people started moving out from the west, uh, from the walls of the old city, and then like sort of expanded. And now the city expanded uh, mostly to the south and a bit further north, um, and also towards the west. Um, now, now, when it when it was expanding. I'm assuming that uh, a lot of this was occurring maybe in the 1950s and the early 60s. So, um, well, hold on. I have. To, I just have, and I'm so sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. So you know when you're in the north, in uh, in uh, 
in Beresheva, when you're in the northern neighborhood, I think, what is that? That's Dalit? No, that's not yeah. Dalit. Yeah, it is. It's Dalit. Yeah. And yeah. you have those older buildings that you can tell they were built probably 10, 15, 20 years right after 1948. Right. You don't see a lot of that in Jerusalem. You don't see a lot of that type of, of building structure. You'll see it in other cities across the country. Why isn't it just your opinion too? Do is um, are they there? Do do am I not yeah, seeing Yeah, actually I, I they they are. Um Jerusalem has been it has expanded greatly since the nineteen seventies. I can say that the where I live and as I said, I live fairly center south, uh, southern part of Jerusalem. And where I lived up until the 70s, that was the end of Jerusalem. Like all of my area was sort of like rubble. And my, my parents, they have stories of like this, that was the end of Jerusalem. And then in the 70s, they built uh, a lot of different neighborhoods. And even today, they're building more and more neighborhoods. Um, now, you do have old how, I mean, old buildings in Jerusalem, old as in like 50s, 60s, 70s. Mm. Um, lately, first of all, two things that maybe you wouldn't recognize. There is a law in Jerusalem that, that the outside walls of the building, they need to be um, what's called a Jerusalem stone. Okay. So all the buildings from the outside, they have the same coating. I mean, they have the same stone. So you wouldn't necessarily sort of like recognize wow. an old city, a, a new building. And a, you would see that it's maintained in a better way, but you wouldn't. Um, second thing is for the past few years, they have gone into sort of like renovating and rebuilding many of the old houses the different projects. Some of the projects are due to um, a, a couple of years ago, there was a law that uh, every new building has to be um, made. Um, well, the, the input, the, I forgot how to say it, but you have to make sure that the building is safe uh, instead uh, in case of an oh, earthquake. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they have to reinforce uh the structure, the foundation. <laughs> the structure of the building, the foundation, that's the word, the foundation. And uh, since it's Israel, then they also have to have a safe room, um, a shelter inside, like an apartment shelter. So that's that's something that they we, that we're doing in old buildings, uh, mainly. And every new building already has those things. So if you come to Jerusalem, or when you come to Jerusalem, again, you will see that many of the old buildings are, are re, uh, going to be rebuilt. And it's... Like a lot of a, a lot of buildings, you see it. Actually, the what you see, the neighborhoods you see behind me, okay. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Those are a lot of the buildings that are going to be redone. Okay, uh, and the so, entire neighborhoods that they're redoing. So that actually, remember, you had had a question about the Jerusalem City Council. I had had a question about the Jerusalem City Council, and you said, well, yes, there are a lot of members, but I don't know exactly. Well, with all the laws and with all the regulations on Jerusalem and the expansion of Jerusalem just in the your lifetime, uh, not including your parents and your grandparents and, and, and so on and so forth, I, it, it, it totally makes sense why and with the population of around a 
you know, a million people. Yeah, I could see how people would love to build a bureaucracy around that. So I totally get it. Um, all right, but going back to uh, to changes in 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 the development of the city, uh, you and I were speaking about. I can't remember what the context was, but we were. T oh, I remember what we were talking about. We were talking about the changes in the city over time and how. A, kind of amazed I was and how Mamilla was not the mall that it is today. Um, and if you could just take us through a brief history, one of your experiences of the city changing pretty much as you grew and just sort of parallel them with the experiences uh were they the same as the experiences that your parents and grandparents saw as this as the city basically changed in front of their eyes or are there subtle differences or vast differences um well i grew up where i mean they were always building always oh. building in jerusalem always redoing things if it's maintaining the the roads or buildings i mean they were always digging i mean jerusalem still in in that sense it's a pain because there's always traffic because of digging out things mm -hmm. roads um but well, i can't like, say that we take the light rail for for granted now but when you were growing up there was no light rail right they were digging it they were building it and also the light rail they kept they kept stopping the work because they always found archaeological findings. I mean, they always found things. Um, and they had a couple of, we won't go into that, but yeah, it took some time <laughs> to build it. Um, I can say that when I, I didn't live, I mean, when I was, it was a few years that I haven't really been in Jerusalem. Also mm -hmm. when I was in university uh, in down in Beersheba and also before that, like in the army and stuff, then when I came back to Jerusalem after university, I did feel that the city changed a bit in sense of that there were many more things, new things. Um, but I think that Jerusalem changed much more uh, during like my parents' time or my grandparents' time because when they came here um, and they came here in the end of the 50s up to the 70s, so like, and Jerusalem has become much bigger um and especially in the area where i grew up they when when my grandparents when my, when my parents came here that wasn't their sort of thing so and every time we'd like i would drive around jerusalem with my grandmother she would like oh this is new oh and this is new and this is new and like grandma that was here like 10 years ago but you haven't been in this area <laughs> sort of thing. but uh so i do think it changed because i was used to it the city changing and growing and and my parents i mean they just saw much more okay change. so speaking of change uh one of the things so so jerusalem of course is is called the holy city and it's 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 relation to the three abrahamic faiths is you know is at its core but one of the things that i found during some of my research that was kind of shocking is that it's not it that jerusalem is getting away from that it's they're adding a layer or a 
a part, a color in the rainbow to Jerusalem. And it is the, uh, I, and I want to, I'm going to read this so I don't want to get it wrong uh, as I slaughter Hebrew right now. Har uh, Hotzvim Industrial Park and the Jerusalem Technolo Technology Park. Yeah. So those are two major things that when people think of Jerusalem, it, 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 their thought process kind of goes, wait a minute, what? So what are they trying to do? Well, we, as you, as you mentioned, there are two um, industrial, like high-tech uh, mm -hmm. parks in Jerusalem. One is Hal Chosvim, which is uh, further to the north of Israel, uh, of Jerusalem, and mm -hmm. the, the technological park, which is in the southern part of uh, Jerusalem. Um, and they cater, I mean, there are a lot of different companies, a lot of very large uh, companies in high-tech and pharmaceutical and like everything um, in, uh, in those uh, parks. And the, the purpose is to bring also allowing people to work in high-tech in Jerusalem because a lot of people who work in high-tech, they have to go to the center. They have to go to Tel Aviv, Herzliya, like uh, to that part and and, and the technological park. They, they cater the people who live in Jerusalem and want to work in Jerusalem. Um, and they have changed a lot. I mean, in terms of the type of work that we have in Jerusalem, um, they did take and they did uh, make a difference. And they're, they're still growing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they're still building new buildings and companies, especially. Well, I see the changes in Harchotzvim because I drive past every once in a while. Um, but also in the technological park, um, they, it, it has grown and a lot of, a lot of companies moved to Jerusalem, uh, to go there. They're also planning on changing another neighborhood. Uh, there's like the industrial area in Talpiot, okay. uh, which is also in the Southern part of Jerusalem. Um, and it's an industrial area but they want to change it or add to it also like high-tech um, industries and different companies. Um, so they are working on other places in Jerusalem because they want people and a lot of companies to come to Jerusalem. Uh, they're also planning a very large business center right um, in the entrance to Jerusalem, the main entrance. Really? Holy cow. Yeah, they've well, been digging, and it's going to be a very should be very beautiful. But. That's gonna that sounds amazing. And along the lines with that, what a lot of people don't understand is that. Um, so again, we have the understanding that Jerusalem is has a large religious component to it, but there's also up on Mount Scopus, there's Hebrew University and its satellite campus. Um, where the National Library is, and a lot of research is done there. Um, a lot, uh, I mean, it's one of the premier institution, educational institutions, not just in it's Israel. The first, it's the first academic university in uh, in Israel, wow. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think Jerusalem was the first, and then I think uh, the Technion uh, was second, but I'm not sure. But and it's, then. It's, Definitely oh. here since the early 20th and late 19th century, and early 20th century. Also, the cultural component, there's uh, a number of museums. Um, there, there are cultural, cultural, not cultural. I'm trying to think. Um, 
and not national, but you have Har Herzl, you have uh, the. Um, um, we have Har Herzl, Yad Vashem, Yad Vashem, the Israel Museum, all of the these. Bible Lands Museum. So we have many museums. There's so much stuff. There is just so much stuff. Now, that actually brings me into one of the questions that I have, and that is with COVID coming, it, well, Jerusalem relies on tourism heavily. There are a lot of ancillary things like tertiary surrounding um, economic uh, lifters of the city, like these industrial parks and stuff. Um, but tourism uh, from not just pilgrims, not just religious pilgrims from all the faiths, but also people who just want to soak in the history of it. How difficult has that been on the city um, over the past year and a half, almost two years now? Um, I can definitely say that the city feels emptier. Um yeah, you, you do, and especially now since it's summer and usually there's so many, also also like Israelis that come to Jerusalem and stay in the city for a few days. And so you, so you do see that, but definitely over the past uh, year and a half, you can definitely feel that there's, there isn't any tourism. And, and indeed, many places, they rely on tourism. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, not only uh, from people from outside of Israel, but also within Israel. Um, so definitely, I mean, the hotels, we have so many different hotels. And oh my a lot gosh, of them, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have near the old city, there are dozen hotels that they, and they're all like five-star luxury hotels. They had, I mean, it, they were empty. And um like the museums were closed, everything was closed. I mean, like every other place in the world. But uh, but definitely tourism in Israel, I can say that it has, they, and still today, and the tourism isn't back, fully back. Um, and it did make a difference. And a lot of places um, were hurt. Um, but I know that the government did give some fundings and stuff, maybe not enough, but they have uh, worked. But definitely you could feel that the, the tourists aren't here. Um, okay. And all the stuff that they're missing, that's the stuff we're going to talk about next. Because Yeah, people come to Jerusalem. <laughs> yes. Um, there is definitely a lot to do. You can easily spend here like two weeks. and So... We spoke about the cultural institutions and the things to do in Israel. Some of them were uh, Har Herzl, Yad Vashem, of course, touring around the old city and doing some shopping. I'm glad that you raised like the first like two very, very happy places, Har Herzl and Yad Vashem. I know. And for I know, those of you but... who don't know, then they're like memorials. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm and... sorry. No, they're definitely, definitely important and they're definitely important also to understand like the national... I mean, they're very, very important uh, in understanding like Israelis and uh, and uh, nationalities. But I mean, you should know that's like memorials, and they're more happy things to do. Uh, no, there are definitely, and that's why I kind of I didn't push them to the side, but I mentioned them with the intent of 
kind of getting them out of the way, so to speak, um, <laughs> because they are difficult. They're difficult things. Well, if you... No. Well, Han Antel is, uh, although it's a cemetery, but they have you can learn a lot about the history of Jerusalem and the history of Israel uh, in Mount Herzl, because that's that's the national cemetery. I mean, we have the prime ministers, they're buried there, and the presidents, they're buried there, and there is, like, the, the main... Um, yeah, the museum, the museum. You, the, the museum of Herzl, uh, right, and a lot of uh, different, um, what's it called? The Andaltaot. Ooh, I oh, forgot the word in English. Sorry, um, okay. Memorials. Well, memorials. Different like, memorials. Um, well, so, I mean, be... it's it's a very interesting place to walk around. I mean, you can easily spend the day there. Be glad um, I didn't mention Ammunition Hill. Um, so... <laughs> that's also a touristy place. <laughs> But um, yes, there's a lot of stuff to do. There are a lot of exciting things to do. There is the um, the Museum of the Book. Did I say that incorrectly? Um, where all the uh, all the uh, finds from the Iran. Yeah, right. That's part of that's part of the Israel Museum. And can you just describe the Israel Museum real quick? What, right. So what... the Israel Museum is, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually the largest museum in Israel. Um, yeah, I, I believe so. Um, at least I think it has the most visitors, um, in Israel, but it's, it's a very big, it's it, for Israeli standards. It's very big. It's not as okay. big as no, other museums. That I've been. Um, and it's, I mean, they have so many things they have, uh, they have a very, very big archeological, uh, wood and they have, um, modern art. And they have like children's section, which is a lot of like educational things. And um, they have um, uh, things like more Judaism, um, uh, things to do with Judaism and things to do like with world. They usually always have um, one um, like um, exhibit about world art and, and things. Um, and then there is also... Um, the, the model of the second temple, like Jerusalem during the second temple time. And as you said, a lot of the uh, the Qumran um, and the oldest Bibles um, that were found also well, exhibited. I think just from a, uh, from a anthropological point of view that, that that exhibit right there is pretty cool because it, what do they say? They say that the uh, the writing inside the, those texts are the same as the writings that we have now. And even if you don't ha add a religious layer to that, it's the continuity that's that's really interesting. That that's a group of people can sit around and do the same thing. Oh, what do they say about doing the same thing over and over again? It's insanity or something like that. Well, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, right. The Dead Sea Scrolls—they are amazing and. In, in that sense, they're um, very, they're fascinating. Now, other things to do. Let what are some like I know that there's the Jerusalem Marathon, which is terrifying to me, because of the overall terrain. The up and the down is just oh, what what describe that well, a little make, bit. That's part things. of the fun. Oh, God. have you done it? Yeah. Well, not the marathon. I did. I've done the ten k. Oh, I am so proud of you right now and so embarrassed. Um, so that's it's awesome. 
Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Um, that's if you ask me. I mean, there's a lot of traffic and everything, but it is fun. It's very festive. It's usually around March. Um, and it's it's nice because March is not that hot in Jerusalem, so mm -hmm. it's like perfect weather. And it starts near the Knesset, near the parliament. Oh, wow. And then okay. there's a 5K, which is around the, the Hebrew, like the campus, which is like around the museums and the Hebrew University campus and the parliament, over that. And then you have the 10K, which the, the 10, the 21 and the 42K, they all go from like the area of the parliament up through uh, downtown sort of thing, up to the old city, go through the old city. Like basically we... We run a lot of um, a lot of Jerusalem, uh, like the main the main parts of Jerusalem, and it's usually a lot of fun because you always have people cheering and like you have tens or like thousands of people uh, oh, participating, wow. uh, and we have people from around the world that come spe specifically, like especially for the marathon, and um, and then at the end you like the the uh, the marathon ends uh, in Gansaker, which is sort of like the central park of Jerusalem, much smaller, much much smaller, <laughs> but it's like in the same sense, it's like the main park in like in the center of um, of Jerusalem. It's right um it's right on behind sort of like underneath the, the museums and the parliament, uh, the Knesset, and there's usually like sort of like a festival. And uh, things for kids and for the people who get the marathon, and it's a lot of fun. It's very festive, and it's usually on a Friday because then okay. people don't work on a Friday, uh, and people are more relaxed. So yeah, it starts at like six thirty in the morning, and usually ends by like people's and like. If we all can. finish running by 11-ish. <laughs> Whether um, we're done or not, we just stop. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And we have we have a lot of, I mean, uh, we have a couple of other uh, marathons in Jerusalem. Oh, really? Um, right. We have also like uh, cycling um, competitions. And a couple oh. of years ago, we had the Formula One in Jerusalem. Wow. Uh, which was crazy. Oh my um, gosh, yeah. Yeah, and um, every four years, technically, I mean, COVID changed everything. But we had um, the Maccabiya. Have yes. you heard of the Maccabiya? Yes, yes. Uh, so the Maccabiya saw like the Jewish Olympics. Um, and that's usually also very festive. Um, and and uh, they, they take place in Jerusalem, or they they have the ceremony they, in Jerusalem. They have the ceremony in Jerusalem, and but the but the village um, is not in Jerusalem. It's outside okay. of Jerusalem, and many of the facilities are well. It depends. Like if you need the sea, then it's like in the area of Tel Aviv, mm -hmm. Um But we do have a couple of the competitions do take place in uh, Jerusalem. The good That's thing awesome. about Israel is that everything is fairly close. So if yeah. you drive an hour here and two hours there, it's not a big deal. Um, awesome. Yeah, and every summer there is this uh, big international festival called Hutzot Yotzer, which oh, wow. takes place right um, underneath, like near Mamila, uh, right underneath okay. Jaffa Gate, um, which is usually we have different um, artists from around the world. They come and sell their things, and there is usually a big concert, uh, and that actually takes place in another week. It's going to start here. 
Yay! Um, That's awesome. Yeah, there's going to be a wine festival and a beer festival, and <sighs> summer in Jerusalem is a lot of fun. Good, very good. So there's a lot of stuff to do. There are a lot of events to do. Right. All right, cool. Every time um, of the year, you have something to do here. And there's tons of places to eat. If you want to experience a wide range of palates, Jerusalem is the place to be. Um, because, and I know this from one of my favorite places in Jerusalem, and that is the Shuk. Can you can you describe that a little bit for people? Well, the the shuk uh, is actually uh, the ben, uh, like the uh, Yehuda market, um, also known as Machna Yehuda, um, which is uh, there is a close and an open market, and uh, it's like three roads, three blocks, and you have it's enormous. It's a everything. maze. Like every it, it is a maze, but. During the day, uh, you have whatever markets, like you have different types of food from like Mediterranean and European and sort of like uh, also American as in North and Southern, uh, South America food. You have a lot of things. And then in the night, a lot of pubs and, um, and restaurants. And, and the music and gets loud. Yeah, it gets really it loud. Um, yeah, but it is right. a lot of fun. And you, you, you go there and you meet everybody like you see jerusalem you see people from different religions different cultures different a lot of tourists um but you do you see the people who live in jerusalem and you see the the variety of people awesome all right lastly um we're gonna hit something that is straight from my heart and what are the teams what are the football teams that are in <laughs> Jerusalem? So you know Moti, okay? So Moti is is football, football, football. I can't talk to him without talking about Hapol Bersheva and just football, football, football. So what does Jerusalem have to offer? Well, I do have to say, since um, you're an American, you're supposed to say soccer. Um, and because football, <laughs> I'm English, football is football. You actually uh, joking. Um, so we have um, football and basketball teams. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, do not forget the basketball teams. Yes, sorry. They, sometimes they do very well. Uh, <laughs> we have a foil, a foil time in the basketball team. And okay. um, in the in the football, we have Beitar, uh, Beitar Oshalim, we have Foil Oshalim. Um, yeah. Uh, Port Patamon. We have a couple of big um, stadiums. Do they have big stadiums? Yeah, we have Teddy Stadium, and we have the Arena. So the Teddy Stadium is for the football, and the Arena is usually for the basketball. Okay. And we have yeah big games here. Uh, and the Arena is also where concerts are, right? Yes. Yes. But we there's have... also a place south of the old city where there are concerts. That just popped into my head. Right. We have a couple of places in Jerusalem. We have two main places. The Sultan's big, Pool or big, something. Right. Yeah. Big, uh, big concert halls. I mean, they're not entirely halls, but we have the arena, which is in the southern uh, part of Jerusalem, which is right next to the Technological Park. Oh, all right. It's right across the street, and there is also a shopping center there, and the zoo, the biblical zoo is there. Um, and... Uh, and 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 the Sultan um, 
because that's where the Revivo project who are like near and dear to me. Um, <laughs> that's where they had their, their concert that they filmed. So, okay. I, uh, so, sorry. right. So in the Sultan, uh, we call it the Sultan pool, but it's, I mean, um, it's an open amphitheater, um, right, uh, right underneath like Jaffa gates, the old city, um, that's also where we have the festival, the international festival during the summer. Um, so that, uh, indeed, especially during the summer, um, and cause it's out in the open, uh, there almost every night there is a concert there. Um, and big, big names sort of like, that's like a couple of, um, Omer Adam and, and, yeah. and, and Lior Narkis and, and yeah. all those guys even, even even bigger names than that but yeah Whoa. yeah um yeah uh, so they uh that's like the main um place to to have the concerts and we have many other different like uh, uh smaller halls that uh and pubs and that uh people have come and do concerts but all right so uh so jerusalem that is the modern city of jerusalem nearly this has been awesome this has been wonderful thank you so much for this um is there anything else you want to uh is there anything else you want to bring up about your city that uh you think is important um many uh, a lot of people when they come to the city they they are amazed on how much there is more of like the modern new city that you can see um because usually people do only go to the old city but there there's so much to see and learn about Jerusalem and sometimes you hear when you when you hear about Jerusalem in the news or or somewhere then usually it comes like with like terror and and stuff but that's i mean it is in the city but there's so much more to the city than that and there's cultural things to do here and, and art and uh, archaeological things and um, like a lot of fun festivals and parties and and it is I mean it's a little bit more subtle and quiet than Tel Aviv but there is a lot a lot a lot to do and you can easily come here for two weeks and just every day do something else and there are a lot of uh, springs we didn't talk about the like, different springs that you can oh, wow. Okay. Water springs that there we have in the area, and since we also have like the mountains of Jerusalem, and we also have the Jordanian Desert, so you also, in terms of the view that you see, um, it's uh, it's very, very, very nice, and a lot of people come to do different like hikes in the area. Oh wow! Um, so. Also, if you like art, you have something to do in Jerusalem. If you like history, you can come to Jerusalem. If you like nature, you can come to Jerusalem. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Just come to Jerusalem. Just come to Jerusalem. <laughs> oh, man. You love your home, and that is so awesome. I do. Um, I do. We have everything here but the sea. <laughs> but that's fine. Then we we go to Tel Aviv or Rishon Etzion for that. But Perfect. there is, seriously, Jerusalem is, is very special. And I think also because Jerusalem is, there's so much history in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And Jerusalem means so much for many different people and many religions. I think that actually makes Jerusalem so unique. Um, and 
I mean, in Jerusalem, you really see the history of the world. Um, and when you come to the city, you see how people, I mean, they do live together. We live together and it's not always easy and simple, but you come and walk around the city and you see so many different types of people. Um, and it's very, very, very unique and very... Uh, and you're all family. Nice. You're all It's family. a very international. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Neely, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. My um, pleasure. All right, folks, that's it. Um, the modern city of Jerusalem. Bye. Shabbat shalom.